Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of the book, The Bible Code. But first, here's the message, The Heart of a Champion. Take your Bibles and uh, turn with me, please, to the first book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 17. David's great heart for God, the heart of a champion, developed when he was just a boy growing up on the humble hillsides of Bethlehem. And there, looking into the starry nights, he wrote the Psalms as God the Holy Spirit gave him uh, the words. And his heart was enlarged as he considered the vastness and the beauty and the glory of eternity and looked into the face of God and experienced the presence of God in his life. And all through those years as a young boy growing up and in the shepherd's fields as a teenager, his heart for God developed. And this story is not only a familiar story, it is a faith-building story. What we need as we face life's challenges is faith, faith in God. And of course, David faces this great giant, and he overcomes the obstacle, the challenge, the confrontation because of his great faith in God. Now, we all have giants to face in life. Uh, our giants are not physical giants, but emotional and spiritual. We all face challenges to our our lives and to our faith that uh, can bring anxiety or worry or fear or disappointment or doubt. Whatever you may name your giant, most of us are dealing with a giant or certain giants on a daily basis. Because once we determine to live for Jesus Christ, we will face opposition. So let me remind you of the story that is recorded for us here in 1 Samuel 17 because it is not only David's story, but it is our story. And if you will listen well this morning, I believe you will learn how to be a champion from the heart. The armies of Israel and the armies of their enemies, the Philistines, had gathered in the Valley of Elah. You can go to this place today, as I've done on numerous occasions with groups when we've traveled to Israel, and the ravine is still there. It's a large cavernous ravine and, and mountainous on either side, and we know it's the same place because the mountains which have been there for generations are still named, and of course they're still there. And so you can go to the Valley of Eli and still see the stones there uh, in the river brooks that uh, David could have picked up. But they're encamped there, the Philistines on one side and the Israelis on the other side. And then we, be, we are introduced to Goliath the giant of Gath. He's an amazing figure. And according to the passage uh, in verses 5 through 7, we discover this mammoth figure is over nine feet tall. In fact, some estimate him to be nine feet, nine inches tall. He was a man of brute strength, a seasoned veteran warrior, and he was a killing machine. The armor that he wore weighed in excess of 200 pounds, just his armor. The head of his spear weighed 25 pounds. And this incredible giant, this incredible hulk, appears in the Valley of Elah, representing the Philistines. Day after day, he paces up and down the Valley of Elah, seething rage 
pouring out blasphemies against God and the people of God. He stalks up and down, terrorizing and taunting the children of Israel, defaming the name of God and mocking God's people. He was an infidel, an uncircumcised Philistine who hated God and all that God represented. This blasphemous Philistine was just begging for some fool to fight. So one day, the giant issued a challenge. As it was often issued in the ancient days, battles were not fought between armies from time to time, but rather armies would choose a representative to fight in behalf of the army. And so in this case, the Goliath giant, he issued this challenge and said, I will represent the Philistines, and you send someone out to fight with me, and it will be a winner-take-all. Whoever wins, whoever is the champion, the army will share the victory. And so the challenge came day after day. As a matter of fact, we discover in the Scripture that this challenge did not come once, but for 40 days, day and night, morning and evening, every single day, twice daily, this giant came out raging and ranting and seething and sulking, crying out for someone to come and fight him for someone from Israel to defy him. Meanwhile, the Israelis, including Saul the king, are shaking in their sandals. They're hiding in their tents, becoming more and more cowardly every single day. Have you ever noticed how the giants that we face, again, whatever giant you may be dealing with, could be a sinful habit, it could be an illness, it could be disappointment, it could be envy, it could be jealousy, it could be lust, it could be depression, anxiety. Whatever giant is shadowing your life and stalking your life, have you ever noticed that if you begin to listen to the giant, they stay day after day after day. They stay and terrorize us like huge shadows. In the night, in the morning, the giant is there, robbing us of hope, stealing our hearts, taking away our joy. That's what was happening to the Israelites. Sometimes when we face these giants, we decide we're going to buck up, and we go against the giant in our own strength and our own willpower, and we only fail because we're not as big as the giant we face. Our weakness overcomes us. Giants. Giant-sized challenges that we face. Really, this battle is, uh, there's a story behind the story because it's not just about a boy fighting a giant, but it is a, an illustration of the great war that exists even now between good and evil, right and wrong, God and no God, Christ and Antichrist, the war that rages on the battlefields of our hearts. So Goliath is parading up and down, 
And that's when David comes along. When we meet David in our story, he's a teenager. According to verse 42, he was good-looking and ruddy of complexion. That means most likely that he was red-headed and fair-skinned, good to look at. He was a handsome teenager. Now, the giant was nine feet nine inches tall. David, most likely as a young Jewish boy, was about five feet and a little bit of change. A mismatch, wouldn't you say? But when David arrived on the scene to the, uh, to the camp of Israel, he arrived with a heart for God. Now, the Israelites, their problem was they had a heart for the giant. Their thoughts, their hearts, their minds were dominated by this giant, this giant that taunted them, threatened them, tempted them every day, terrorizing them. They were giant-dominated. But when David came on the scene, he wasn't dominated by that giant. He was dominated by God. His heart was big because it was full of God. His mind large because he thought great thoughts of God. And he was prepared for the challenge. He didn't fear the giant. When he arrived to the camp of Israel, he was amazed and even angered by what he saw and what he heard. When the giant moved in, and the story reveals that the giant is no longer on the side of the Philistines shouting his oaths and challenge, but he's actually moved near and into the camp of Israel. Have you ever noticed that if you do not deal with the giants, if you do not confront the giants in your life, they get closer and closer and closer. They take territory that belongs to you, and eventually, if you don't annihilate the giant, the giant will move in with you. Giants are not meant to be tolerated or accommodated. Giants are to be destroyed when we face them and fight them in the power of God. And so David was amazed that these children of Israel were so afraid. Why were they running? Why were they living in fear of this giant? He was also angered by the fact that this giant was blaspheming the name of God. What? upset David. What charged him was his heart for God and to see that the name of God, the glory of God, the honor of God was being blasphemed. Because he lived for God's glory, he could not abide someone such as this Philistine abusing his God. And so you know the story how David took the, the stones and the slingshot and killed the giant, refusing the armor of Saul and the advice of professional warriors, and just with a slingshot and a stone fell the great giant and cut off his head. How could just a boy do something like that? You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, The Heart of a Champion. When you read scripture with the understanding that it's all about Jesus, you start to see the Bible in a whole new light. You realize that the scarlet thread of redemption runs through each page. We want to help you see Jesus' constant presence throughout the Bible and in your life as well by sending you a book written by Dr. Graham's longtime friend, O.S. Hawkins, called The Bible Code. It's our thanks for your gift to help proclaim the good news all over the world through PowerPoint. So call now to request your copy when you give. Call 1-800-795-4627. 
That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word CODE to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e-store or give a gift online or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website, again, is jackgraham.org. Now let's get back to today's message, The Heart of a Champion. I want to mention three principles in his life that I believe if you will apply when you go to college, university, when you go to the office, wherever you go, that you will kill the giants you face. Number one is the principle of determination. Determination. David, according to verse 32, determined. Look at chapter 17, verse 32. Uh, Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. Note the determination and the commitment to go do it, whatever the cost or the consequences. He confronts the giant. One of the first things we have to do when we're dealing with giants in our lives is to identify the giant and confront the giant. Maybe you need to write down the giant, the name of the giant that you're dealing with in your journal. In your quiet time, reflect upon that which is overwhelming you at times. This big problem that you face or this gigantic pressure or this unbelievable challenge to your faith. What is the giant? Name it. Identify that giant and then determine in the power of God to defeat that giant. Now, if you determine to to have a heart for God and to defeat the giants in your life, some are going to laugh and to mock. That's what happened to David. His own family, his own brothers questioned his motives challenged him, laughed at him, mocked at him. Uh, Saul himself looked at David and said, you're just a boy. This Philistine, he's a giant. He's a warrior. He is suicide for you to go after this giant. And if you determine to live for God, if you determine to have a heart for God, if you determine to stand for Jesus Christ, there will be always somebody to come along and say, you can't do it. Someone who will say, it's impossible for you to kill the giant and stand for God. But David refused to listen to the naysayers and the negativity that was all around him. It's very important when you determine to live for Christ and to stand for God in your life that you don't listen to the naysayers, to the negativity, And especially that you don't listen to carnal Christians who don't have a heart for God. You listen to God. You listen to your own heart as you've cultivated it for Christ. David's heart was full of the Lord. And he said, I will go. Do you know why some of us never win great victories, great battles for God? It's because we don't show up. We're not there for the battle. David was willing to risk and to risk it all because he knew that God was greater than the giant. Saul and the children of Israel, the armies of Israel, they were seeing David. They were saying, David, have you seen that giant? And David is saying, man, have you seen my God? 
My God is greater than that giant. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And it is by that spiritual determination that we go in his name. We have nothing to fear in facing the enemies of our faith, the enemies of God, the giants that threaten us and taunt us. So often we, we build these things up in our minds. Have you, have you ever noticed how often the shadows of these giants keep getting larger and larger and larger? Because we're listening to the crowd or we are listening to our own fears rather than looking to God. Satan and all of the demons and giants of hell are nothing but shadows in the face of our champion, the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, if you want to kill giants, do it by determination. Identify your giant. Be willing to go and to get into the battle and face the giant head on. And secondly, preparation. Preparation. Before David fought Goliath, he had fought the lion and the bear. He had spent many hours out there on the hillsides of Bethlehem working that slingshot. First just picking off a few pieces of fruit and then maybe going after some birds. And then when the day came when he was facing wild beasts, animals, bears, and so forth, he learned how to use that slingshot and to use it powerfully. And he won small battles along the way. And because he had won small battles along the way, he was now ready for big battles. Because in his heart there in Bethlehem as a shepherd boy, he had looked to God and he had experienced the presence of God in his life. When he went up against that giant, he was prepared. The reason we fail sometimes in our spiritual battles is because our big battles is because we have failed in small battles. I'm telling you that if you will prepare in the secret place, in the small place, in the obscure place, in the insignificant place, if you will develop your heart for God when no one else is looking because remember, God doesn't look at the face. He looks at the heart. And if we will prepare ourselves spiritually, internally, if we will give our hearts to him and truly have hearts that are his, then when the giants come, whatever the giants may be, we will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Preparation. Giant killers faithfully behind the scenes do what needs to be done. Jesus said, he that is faithful in that which is least will also be faithful in that which is much. Just little things. Being faithful in worship. Hey, students, what are you going to do when you're on campus and it's time to go to church? Are you going to sleep in because you've been out so late and you're tired? Or are you going to get up and be faithful in something that may seem like a little thing to you at the time, but just show up for the battle. Something else about this preparation, when David went out against the giant, you see, he knew that he was ready because God had given him the bear, God had given him the lion, God had given him the skill to accomplish this, these things. He had some small victories in the past, and because he had some little victories along the way, he was confident of greater victories. When you face the giants and the challenges to your faith, be mindful of former victories, what God has done in your life. Has God worked in your life? 
Has God done great things in your life? Is God moving in your life? Then remember those things. Remember how God has touched you. Remember how God has changed you. Remember the great victories in your life. And when you go up against something that seems bigger than you are, you can remember what God has done and what you have done in his name, and you will have confidence to go forward. That's preparation. Thirdly, what I want to call authorization. When David went up against that giant, I want you to look at verse uh, 45. David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. He came to that giant and against that giant in the name of the Lord. That was the secret and the source of his strength. The name of God. He came not with the strength of armies or armor, but in the name and in the power of God. David did not rely upon human resources, but upon God Almighty. The giant was powerful, but David knew his God was greater, and he had more strength because his God was greater. The key to, to this passage, in my estimation, and the key to life, by the way, is seen in verse 47. If you don't hear anything else I've said or don't remember any words that I've given you today, I want you to remember this phrase in verse 47. When David came up against that giant, he shouted, for the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Say that out loud. The battle is the Lord's. Say it again. The battle is the Lord's. And our champion, the Lord Jesus Christ, has accomplished victory for us in his name, and therefore we have authority over all the works of the enemy, and we have strength to deal with any giant in our lives. I love Philippians 4.13 where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But listen to how it's given to us in the Amplified Bible. It expands it. It says, I have strength. Listen, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything. I love that. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Can you say that? Can you say I am equal to anything and ready for anything because of the strength of Jesus Christ who lives in me? How sad it is when Christians live in defeat and doubt and fear and failure dominated by these giants when our victory is sure in Jesus Christ. The battle is his. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Say to God, I determined to fight those battles. I determined to stand for Jesus Christ. I'll not ever be AWOL in the service of Jesus Christ. I will always be present and accounted for as a follower of Jesus Christ. I will show up for the battle. Say, I will do everything that I can to prepare myself in the little challenges and the little battles that are behind the scenes when no one else is looking and nobody else knows. I will be faithful to God in those little things so that when big time challenges come, I'll be ready and I'll be confident because I know God has given me victory. And I and the authority in the name of Jesus Christ will overcome every giant. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, The Heart of a Champion. 
When you understand that Jesus is in every book of both the Old and New Testaments, the Bible will come alive in a way you've never experienced before. This profound truth is what led Dr. Graham's friend, O.S. Hawkins, to write his book, The Bible Code, Finding Jesus in Every Book of the Bible, which we want to send as a thanks for your gift today to help boldly proclaim God's Word through PowerPoint. As you read it, you'll gain a greater understanding of Jesus' presence throughout Scripture and His presence in your own life as well. So request your copy of The Bible Code when you call today. Call one 800 795 4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word code to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgram.org where you can shop our e-store or give a gift online or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgram.org. And also be sure to sign up for Dr. Graham's podcast, Bible in a Year. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today? We all face giants in our lives. Now, these aren't literal giants, of course, but we face emotional, spiritual giants in every phase of our lives that can be very menacing. And left unchecked, these giants taunt us, threaten us, terrorize us day and night. And if we don't destroy them, they can keep us from experiencing the victory that God has given us in Christ. So we have to learn to be giant killers. And as you might imagine, it's the story of David and Goliath where we discovered the principles of slaying our own giants. Uh, what are those principles? Well, first we see the principle of determination. When David arrived at the battle where Goliath was mocking the army of Israel and defaming the name of God, he was shocked to see the fear in the hearts of his own countrymen. So David became very determined and courageous to face down this giant. And then we learned that David was prepared to do battle. You see, David, before he ever fought Goliath, had fought many other smaller battles when he was protecting sheep on the hillsides of Bethlehem. And having won smaller battles, these prepared him with confidence and courage to win bigger battles. And then we see a principle of what I'm going to call authorization, the principle of authority. When David went out to face the giant, he only took five stones in his own slingshot, and then he spoke these incredible words, these powerful words. The battle is the Lord's. You see, he didn't go out to do battle in his own authority. His authority and power was in the name of the Lord. And as we know, the giant came tumbling down. So what are the giants in your life? Are they doubts or habits or addictions? Whatever giants you may be facing, the scripture says, if God be for us, who can be against us? God has given you the heart of a champion if you will receive him and trust him and obey him. Determine to kill the giants in your life in God's name. Remember, the battles belong to the Lord, and he has and will bring you through. Move out in God's authority and win in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you the book, The Bible Code, as thanks for your generous support. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word code to 59789. And join us again next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about what to do when you're feeling lonely and lost. That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.